0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You need a CPA that you can trust with all your taxes and financial needs? Look no further than Joanne Flash Fleming at Fleming & Associates CPA. For more info, go to flashfleming.com. Or email Joanne directly at J-O-A-N-N-F-L-E-M-I-N-G at FlashFleming.com.
2: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org.
3: We talk about food, we talk about music. music, with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
4: the Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Darren Bresnitz. We are with Clara Polito in her wonderful kitchen <laughs> slash uh, cooking den slash, I'm going to say <laughs> art gallery. Yeah.
3: Right?
5: Yeah. Um, it is kind of an art gallery. I actually used to do a teen art show. Um, so some of these pieces on the wall are from that. One's actually from England, so... Actually, two of them are. It's
4: awesome. Thank you. A lot of inspiration. Yeah. Um, So we are here in Atwater, um, hanging out, and you are the founder of Clara Cakes.
5: Yep, that's me.
4: Um, You're LA born and bred, right? Yeah. Um, Ride or die LA forever.
5: In my heart and soul, (laughs) yes. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see what... uh, I think my base will always be L.A., but I definitely want to travel. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Traveling is great. Yeah. And you have uh, cakes and products that can take you all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, so you got started cooking. Well, you're, you're young now. hmm 19? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got started cooking it and baking at a super young age, right? Yeah. How old were you when you first got started?
5: I was about 12. So I was in kind of like 6th and 7th grade.
4: Um, and so when you're that young, is that your parents saying like, you're going to do this or is it you rebelling against your parents?
5: Um, I don't really think it was either. My parents, like my parents let me do whatever I wanted to do. Like I really liked volleyball growing up and they supported that. Like that was in elementary school. And then in sixth grade, seventh grade, I went vegan and just... Every day after school.
4: Did you go straight into vegan, being a vegan?
5: I was vegetarian
4: Okay, before. so. Uh, a, Raised
5: a, relatively vegetarian, even though, like, like my if my dad was cooking dinner, like, probably before the age of, like, six, I would eat the meat, and then after that, I dropped it, and then I just wanted to eat vegetarian. Any reason? Um, well, my mom has been vegetarian since she was, like, 16 or 17. mm mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was cool. Like, it wasn't my mom being like, oh, you have to eat, uh, vegetarian just like me. It was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm going to try this Tofurky. And then it just stuck with me. Tofurky. hmm
4: Um, so, the same time you're becoming a vegan, you're also getting into punk music, right? Yeah. Um, which is awesome, because every teenager should get into punk music. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, how did you get into that? Was it your parents? Was it uh friends what was it someone like passing you like i guess it wouldn't be like a mixtape but mm-hmm. maybe um a playlist or on a ipod yeah. something like that
5: it was kind of my parents both grew up in la during the 80s mm. so my dad had kind of a punk band growing up and then my mom was like a new waver and punk person oh, really? at the same time yeah so like she would go dance and then she would go to see like Black Flag, Like, she met Nirvana one time before they were big.
4: That's so awesome. I know.
5: Yeah, it's crazy. Um,
4: You're like, you guys are cool.
5: Yeah, very cool.
4: That's Uh, very cool. So, you're into punk music. mm -hmm. Where were you going? Where were you going to see shows?
5: Um, The Smell was a huge place I would go to all the time.
4: Legendary. Mm
5: -hmm. Still legendary. Yeah, and especially, like, at that age, you feel like, oh, this is... It's so magical. Like, you walk in and you're like, wow, this place is... My home,
4: yeah, it's always good to, um, when you're getting into music at any age to have like sort of like a home base where you know no matter what, you're gonna see your friends, see good music, and just it's like a place that you can call your own,
5: yeah. And you don't need an ID, you don't have to be 18 <laughs> no. or 16, yeah, you're yeah, one yeah. of those like restrictions.
4: So, a lot of the, a lot of the times when uh, kids are at punk shows thinking to like m- make something or sell something, there it's usually like a zine. Or buttons or something like that, but you decided to yeah. make cupcakes and cakes and cookies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that idea come about?
5: Um, so it was actually it was kind of out of order. Um, I it basically happened because it was a hobby and I would bake all the time and then um, I got I sold at one event at Space fifteen twenty. Um, mm. It was for. One of my friends, at that time I had just met her. Um, It was her... her Shout her out. She's going to want to... Lana. Lana Kim. Hey, Lana Kim. (laughs) Um, It was for... She used to have a show called The Lana Show, which was hilarious. She would interview different musicians. Awesome. And it would always just be like... It would be in a tiny office back when she worked at the Director's Bureau. Um so it would just be like no age or whoever like cramped into this tiny office and she'd ask fun questions.
4: So you started baking just as a hobby. Yeah. And then how did you how did you make that jump in your mind and be like I can sell these or and then what was it like to like ask to be like can I bring my my wares to the first show?
5: Um well I guess the show at Lana's uh, release party, that was, like, the first event that I sold at. So prior to that, people would inquire about ordering, and they would taste my stuff at a lot of different nonprofit bake sales. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and they were really impressed. Like, the frosting wasn't too sweet, and the cake wasn't dry. It was just an overall, like, really, I don't want to say outstanding, but delicious so, cupcake, first you know. Off, it was a off, really outstanding <laughs> cupcake. Thank you. <laughs>
4: God, people today, you, you, I mean... You've built a, a mini empire. You can say it's, yeah. You've earned the right to say it's outstanding.
5: Thank you. I think it is. Um, and you'll get to try it sometime. I can't wait. I know. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm like eyeing it. Um, um, but yeah. So I sold at Lana's event, and Jim, the owner of the smell, was like, "You should come sell stuff at the smell sometime." God, it's so awesome. And so I would email him and be like, "Hey, can I sell this show? If I like the band, I'd be like, hey, hey, can I sell? Can it's I going sell?'" Good way
4: to get for free as well, right?
5: Kind of, and just meet people, and not have to, if I was just going with my mom, like, it wouldn't be weird, because I'd be behind a table.
4: Yeah. 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 Um, So what was the initial response like? I mean, you know, obviously, you probably weren't the only vegan in the scene at the time. Right. You know, and it doesn't even matter if you're vegan, but, you know, the fact that people are coming to, like, a punk show and knowing they can get, like, awesome cakes and cookies, especially when you're a teenager, is, like, the perfect. It's like, oh, I'm going to listen to punk music and eat sweet treats.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was always a really positive response, um, and yeah, from there I met a lot of different clients even, and started selling at other other venues and art shows and things like that.
4: Um, so, what were the first types of cakes and cookies that you were making?
5: Um, at first, I really wanted to try out brownies and cookies, okay. um, cakes too, vanilla cake, I remember... Almost being kind of devastated by how hard it was to make a delicious vanilla cake that didn't just taste like oil in a right. way. Right. Um,
4: that was also vegan.
5: That was also vegan.
4: I mean, what was it like? I mean, this is seven years ago, and obviously, there's a lot more products today, and yes. vegan baking and food as a whole is a lot. You know, I feel like there's like a niche product for everything, and even in your cookbook, I see like vegan butter Mm -hmm. as an ingredient which Mm -hmm. to me blew my mind I was like I didn't even know that there was a set product (laughs) but seven years ago when you're starting out um what was it like I mean how much experimentation did you go through and how hard was it to sort of just even get a base of ingredients that you knew would work across different products
5: yeah well luckily um earth balance existed seven years ago sure so shout them out yeah, I mean, please sponsor me. I've emailed you before. <laughs> Listen. Earth
4: Balance, <laughs> this is a call. Come on. Come on, buddy. Earth Balance
5: cookbook, let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that existed. But, I mean, had that not, I probably would have Googled how to make vegan butter. Because um, I've known a couple of different people that have made it, and it doesn't seem too difficult.
4: But it's um, a lot easier to... Way
5: easier to just buy it at the store.
4: Thanks, Earth Balance. Yeah. Um, so how and how long did it take for you to sort of figure out that vegan like your your I guess your pantry?
5: Mm-hmm. Um I think it took probably a year or so in finding out like using products that maybe didn't work and then products that worked perfectly or using like um vegan like say applesauce doesn't work so well in cakes but it works great in cookies. Mm, right. Flaxseed right, right. works good in bars. Um and I don't even use flaxseed too often, but I knew this is what it's good for. Um, Got it. So I was figuring out, like, what works best.
4: That's that's great. And so you're selling at the shows. People are emailing you for cookies and cakes. hmm At what age and how long would it take for you to go, all right, this is this is it? Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I'm dedicating my life to.
5: Um. It was honestly probably when I started selling at shows and people were emailing me because it was... That's awesome. It was really like... It was such a great... And it still is such a great outlet for me because not only was I baking, but I was making flyers for, say, a Valentine's Day menu Mm -hmm. or doing bake sales um, and hosting Claire Cakes events and things like that. So I was never not... What
4: what were the events like?
5: The events were really fun. I would sell at a lot of different places like... um, in Atwater there used to be a market called um, Atwater Village F- Farmers Market or something like that. It sounded like the Farmers Market here. Um, so I'd sell there and then at thank you for coming. I've done different pop-ups mm-hmm. for like breakfast and brunch.
4: What so what are your pop-ups like? I mean, you're doing full menus? Yeah. What are they, what are you serving?
5: Um well, for brunch I've done I've done a tiramisu french toast, mm. um, toad in the hole
4: Love some Yeah. Wait, what are um, you using instead of an egg?
5: I actually use Follow Your Heart vegan egg. Okay. Shout out to Follow Your Heart. They've been really great to me. Great. Yeah.
4: Better than balance
5: Yeah. Oh, off the record. Off the
4: record. <laughs> totally off the record. balance You got some. You got some competition.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, vegan egg. Um, so you're doing brunches.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You're selling stuff. Mm-hmm. When did you? I mean, I hate to say you lose formalized because like it makes it sound like now I'm a business. But at what point were you like, this is a business in that like you gotta think about like I don't know it's like P N L sheets and things like that, but like it's not just like, oh I made some money, I didn't make some money, like I have no idea. Like when did it start to solidify as as Um, an actual like money in, money out type of situation?
5: Honestly I think I've always been thinking that way because um I've never wanted to buy ingredients and lose money on a product. Yeah. So I was always really aware of like making lists, making sure that I was buying enough ingredients but not too many. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, I got QuickBooks like a few years ago just so I could kind of see my. How list. old were you when you got QuickBook? God, I don't know. Maybe like sixteen.
4: Oh man! You know, some people want 17? a car. Yeah. For for being sixteen, you want a QuickBooks. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. Shout out to QuickBooks.
5: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You're making it so simple.
4: So simple. Let's do a,
5: let's work together.
4: Alright, we gotta I mean we got a whole list of people we're gonna write after this yeah. show. Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we're gonna talk about the business now, who you work with in LA, and then the awesome uh, Clara Cakes cookbook, which is coming out in March.
5: March seventh.
4: March seventh.
5: Yeah.
4: It's like you're giving birth.
5: I know right? this is literally my baby.
4: This is your baby. Yeah, with your face on the cover. Yeah,
5: kind of uh, weird. But I mean, it should look like me, right?
4: That is very true. I guess that if it was, like me. I guess if it was like, if it looked like someone else, it'd be like, "Ooh, whose yeah. book is that?" Who's that? Who's that? Um, all right, well, we're gonna hear a song from the Snacky Tunes archive here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org Okay, welcome back to Snacky Tunes. We are with Clara Polino of Clara Cakes in her killer art gallery slash kitchen slash... Uh, office. Office.
5: Slash maybe lab. Lab. Science lab.
4: Science lab. Um, how much experimentation do you do?
5: I do a lot. Um, and I've been branching out into cooking as well. So yesterday... I was experimenting making homemade tortellini Ooh. and trying to get the tortellini dough perfect. Um, I definitely have to work on that today.
4: Oh, are you doing like an egg-based tortellini?
5: Um, it's going to be, well, everything I make is vegan.
4: Uh, so fake egg. Fake, yeah. Fake egg. But, you know.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use, well, I'm using silken tofu, but I'm going to play around with how much this time.
4: How much failure do you come across in your experimentation
5: um, I come across a good amount. I mean, yesterday I was kind of frustrated that basically when you're trying to pinch the sides of the tortellini yeah. so that when you boil it, like, the, the cheese doesn't come out. Yeah. Um, I think that I just overworked the dough a little too much mm. so it wouldn't pinch. So I was just, at some point I had to be like, okay, it tastes good, but experiment more and more.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's easy to test and succeed and fail in the privacy of your own kitchen, but... Mm. Running a business at such a young age, you mm-hmm. must come into, like, uh, some ups and downs. Just like any business. Yeah. Um, and how do you deal with it? I mean, how how did you learn the business of being, um, like, selling food and things like that?
5: Um, I mean, I think I learned basically by trial and error. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that, like, that... I've been in the kitchen and I've been like, okay, this isn't coming out right. Or yeah. maybe it has, but you just have to like, be really fast and be like, okay, I could fix it by doing this um, and not freaking out. Yeah. So.
4: No freak out moments?
5: I mean, I've had freak out moments. Yeah. You know, you have to freak out a little bit, or at least I do, and then be yeah. like, okay, this is what I'm going to do.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if you, don't, if you don't run a business and don't freak out, then...
5: You don't really care about it? Maybe. Yeah, you don't really
4: care about it because yeah. it's personal. Yeah, right? it it's is. like personal.
5: Yeah, and then I mean, who said? I'm blanking on who said this quote. Um, I just read an interview. I forget what chef said it, but they said um, your food is only good. It's only as good as your last meal mm. that you served. Yeah. So, like, say you make something from somebody for somebody, and they're it, like, oh, maybe
4: Anthony Bourdain, or maybe Daniel Boulud. Or Danny Meyer, or all the guys who have made it.
5: Yeah, maybe a lot of people. have All this. the guys,
4: but no, it's true. I mean, it's yeah. as good as your last, the last meal you serve people. Yeah. It wasn't like remember that time I came to the restaurant like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. So I can sort of serve you a crappy meal now.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. It
4: so, um, how did you expand? When did you start to expand? Really past like the punk shows and pop ups because you have some, you sell to clients now and now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that happen? Who are you selling to?
5: So, first I started selling wholesale cupcakes to Pizza Nista.
4: Love Pizza Me
5: too. Yeah, it's the best. Um, I actually took a picture of pizza there, posted yeah. it on Instagram, and then Solomon, the co-owner, commented and was like, hey, we need desserts. And then he gave me his email. I emailed him. I came in with the cupcakes. And he was like, let's sell these.
4: That's awesome. We actually, my wife and I had their vegan pizza at our wedding for all the vegans.
5: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Did, they, you, have, did you have them cater the wedding?
4: Um, We had pizzas. We had like 40 yeah. pizzas at our wedding for the food. Mm-hmm. And we got our vegan pizza from Pizza Newstead. They're the Love coolest.
5: It. Yeah, they really are.
4: I mean, what was the response off the bat?
5: Amazing! I have so many customers that have found out about me through Pizzanista. God,
4: pizza Bring the world together. Yeah, right. Totally. Um, and who else? Then from there, did you just did people are like, "I want to stalk you. I want to have you." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, a lot of like I sell at Osla, which mm, is uh, Ethiopian fusion food, located in downtown as well. Amazing! Love, you have love to go my there. Favorite food. It's it's some of my favorite food. So Vegan. flavorful and just yeah
4: like mostly vegan
5: everything's vegan everything's
4: vegan that's Um, great um and so it's been like word of mouth mm -hmm. that's awesome strong instagram game
5: yeah i guess so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and then i think a lot of different customers referring me to friends of friends and then maybe that friend happens to own a restaurant
4: i mean you know vegan desserts get a bad rap Mm -hmm. um So when I feel like vegans find stuff that is tasty yeah, um, or non-vegans who are just looking for like a healthier option, they're like, they spread the word.
5: Yeah. And I think um, desserts in general sometimes are not super fulfilling. Like I have a lot of clients that aren't vegan and they like my stuff because the frosting is light. It's not super thick and sugary. Yeah. It's um, not too sweet. The cakes always have a good level of salt in them. Um, so I think it's not even just oh these are really delicious because they're vegan. It's just because people find them and they're like this perfectly. This is perfectly balanced and mm. super satisfying.
4: Yeah, I mean I've definitely had some vegan food where I was like this is a lot of salt and sugar, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just like murdering my mouth. Yeah, to like to like make me blind to the fact that there's all of the stuff that's not in it. Yeah. Instead of being, like, a perfectly balanced piece of food.
5: Right. Yeah, too much overcompensation.
4: Yeah. So, let's talk about the cookbook. Yeah. March 7th.
5: hmm
4: Almost to the due date.
5: Yep. And it's funny, my birthday is actually March 10th. huh. So, oh I God. wanted this cookbook out before I was 20, so it's just three days short of my birthday. That works. Yeah. That
4: totally works. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did the cookbook come about? And two-part question. Mm-hmm. At what point did you start thinking on your own, like, I think I have enough recipes for a cookbook, or was it someone being like, have you ever thought about a cookbook?
5: Um, so it was the second okay. was the second question. Um, a couple people asked me, have you ever thought about doing a cookbook? Um, and then it wasn't until Powerhouse approached me about doing one where I was like, yeah, I need to do this. Um, at first I was kind of like, well, maybe I should have a storefront first, but I don't have the funds at all. To have a storefront. Mm-hmm. So, a cookbook seemed like such a great way for everybody to access what I do um, and reach out to people in like middle America and whatnot.
4: Yeah. Um, so, how did you start putting this together?
5: I think I had a lot of these recipes on hand before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cookbook just inspired me to experiment. And if a chapter was missing, like a few recipes, I would come up with an idea. Um, and I mean, I'm always pretty full of ideas. Sometimes it's the hardest thing for me is to narrow them down. Yeah. Um so once I had like once I had a reason to experiment, I just went for it.
4: That's awesome. Yeah. So um what was the sort of like overall approach like how did you want to balance it because obviously it's called clara cakes but it's not all cakes and you got mm-hmm. sort of known for like your cookies like the inception cookie first they're like yeah how did you want to like build the narrative of this cookbook
5: yeah i mean everything just kind of happened organically i think the first cookbook make it makes sense for it to be all desserts because that's what i know best mm-hmm. um and i didn't want it to just be cakes because my menu has always been balanced so it's been like Bars, cookies, pies. Um, And I wanted to have classic recipes like banana cream pie and chocolate cream pie. Like things that... Like I used to eat Marie Callender's pies all the time. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And so like those two recipes really fulfill like having... They remind me of having Marie Callender pie. Mm. So I had to include that. Because a lot of these recipes have stories attached to them.
4: Yeah, I mean, but that's what people want out of a cookbook these days. It's
5: like part
4: cooking, but also part story and part like getting to know who you are. Yeah. Um, It definitely has like some of that like zine, punk rock, DIY aesthetic, Was that something that you definitely wanted to include in the book.
5: Yeah. I mean, I didn't want it to be like overwhelmingly like crazy, Um, but I wanted it to be, I wanted it to have some youthful aspects to it because I have been doing this my entire teenage life. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I wanted it also to be not overly girly. I mean, there are flowers in here, but there's kind of like this cool handwritten old English font. Yeah. I want it to appeal to everybody.
4: I mean, it, it doesn't feel girly. Yeah. At all.
5: And this, the flowers on the f- cover of the book and throughout the book actually come from a tablecloth I use. Oh, really? Yeah.
4: So it's like all it's all you. Yeah. Um, so what is the cake we have in front of us?
5: This is a vanilla bean cake okay. with vanilla you, bean you frosting.
4: You I'm going to dig it.
5: <laughs> and then a strawberry blood orange sauce. It's a Valentine's Day special.
4: That's good. Mmm. That's really good. Yeah? yeah? Yeah.
5: I got to dig in. Remind myself. Like, I mean, oh that yeah, is... that's right. What? I forgot I bake you bake.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's moist, it's sweet, it's got that little bit of salt, it's super tasty.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like...
4: It's my breakfast.
5: Yeah, perfect breakfast. Yeah. I feel like every... Lately, every narrative has been breakfast-related, just because I end up eating cake for breakfast all the time now. How much
4: cake do you eat for breakfast? What was that? How much... Sorry.
5: <laughs>
4: it's really good. How much cake do you eat for breakfast?
5: Um... At least once a week, I eat cake for breakfast. I mean, when during this cookbook, it was every day.
4: <laughs> how much? I mean, how long did it take for you to put together the cookbook of just like like testing, retesting, putting it together? Yeah. And like, when when did you know that you're like, I'm done. I'm ready to get this thing out.
5: Well, um, we worked on a pretty tight deadline because we wanted it to get out before I turned twenty. Right. So, the actual experimentation, photos, documenting took probably like. I want to say like three months, three to six months, maybe. That's pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, especially um, when
4: you had a lot, it's like your first one, so you had a lot of stuff in the bank already. Yeah, right?
5: totally. Um, so yeah, it took around that amount of time.
4: Um, one of the great things about the book, in addition to recipes, is that you do give business tips mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was that important for you to include? Do you hope to see the, like, Definitely. this book inspire a bunch of other like young punk rock bakers or chefs and things like that.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think, like there's one essay in here called Breaking Even, and it's kind of, even if you're not like, even if art, or not art, even if baking is not like your medium, maybe, Mm -hmm. for um, the art that you make, or even the work you do, I feel like it's still an important piece of information to say, like, um, even like, say, if you're buying art supplies or you're buying something, just make sure you buy the right amount. This is how, it's basically a guide on how to not lose money when you're first starting out.
4: I mean, that's a huge, I mean, at any age, but that's a huge... Because you get so excited, and you pour money in, and then you're like, wait, what happened?
5: Yeah, and it was never really like that for me. I mean, I've always had to be very conscious about how I spend my money. Yeah. And so, that's why I really wanted these essays in it, because I want working class people and working class youth, to see this book and be like, oh, I could do this. I could run a business. I could be vegan. Like, there are so many different things that I wanted to bring together in this book.
4: That's so awesome. So, yeah. what's next? You're going to go on tour? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Where are you going on tour?
5: Um, Pretty sure I'll be going to... Well, it starts in LA at 356 Mission on Gotta March 4th. Got to start in 4th, the hometown. Hometown yeah.
4: show. Kick it off. Yeah. Right? So,
5: shout out. Shout, shout out. out to my fun party here. And then... I think Detroit.
4: Nice. Um,
5: I'm gonna do a pop up dinner and then a workshop and just a bunch of fun stuff.
4: That's awesome. South
5: by Southwest. Of course. And New York. Where New York? Uh, we're gonna have the release party at Powerhouse. Awesome. And yeah, and That's oh, great. and then um, that same week I'll be doing a pop up at Adelina's in Brooklyn. It's an Italian restaurant.
4: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Clara, congratulations.
5: Thank you. Thank
4: you for giving me some cake for breakfast.
5: <laughs> My pleasure.
4: It's awesome. Um, where can people find you online? Where can people order the book? Where can people order your your, your uh, vegan wares?
5: Yeah, so you can order the book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I also suggest Barnes & Noble and Target. That way uh, the love is spread out and yeah. people, won't, you know, New York Times won't be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Not that I'm... Who knows? Maybe I'll have a bestseller on my Who hands. Knows? You never know.
4: You never know. Um,
5: and my website's claracakes.com. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, all claracakes. Awesome. Yeah.
4: Well, Clara, thank you so much. Appreciate it.
5: Yeah, thank Super you for cool. having me.
4: Oh, my God. Thanks Thanks for the coffee and the cake. <laughs> uh, we have another track from the Snacky Tunes archive, and then we have a live band coming up here on Heritage Radio network.org.
3: I like it better. Without any relation, dead on this stuff. I will catch you in a day. You dream with that in my eyes. Ooh, yeah. New sound, temptation, can't look away. You're my fixation, I don't a- Wanda Pray like a corona Telling lies to mama All those people saw you Twirling your hair on
1: Filing your own taxes and driving yourself crazy? Do you think a professional can do a better job of finding legal deductions? Do you own a business and need help with the accounting and taxes? Are you a not-for-profit business that needs financial guidance? Are you just plain tired of your boring accountant and looking for some fresh eyes? Try Fleming and Associates CPA. At Fleming and Associates, Joanne Flash Fleming can quantify anything in a flash. She'll do your taxes, assess your worth, and is even a forensic accountant an investigator of white-collar crime. Joanne Fleming once said,
0: It was terribly hard for me to read Moby Dick, but put a financial statement or a tax return in front of me, it's like a novel.
1: Imagine that. Has the political and financial news got you feeling down? Joanne Fleming was the accountant for the Occupy Wall Street movement back in 2010. Who better to trust with your financial secrets? For more info, go to flashfleming.com. Or email Joanne directly, J O A N N F L E M I N G at FlashFleming.com. This week we have the Immaculates in studio.
4: Welcome. Welcome, uh, gents. Look, looking dapper. I, I can say, uh, last week we had the Boys of Mason premiere here looking dapper. They were the most dapper food guests. You now have the title of the most dapper band, so congratulations. Yeah. Right, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you are taking my short and sleeveless look and making it even look more, like, um bomb-ish. I mean, I, I would say that I definitely thought about wearing a butt up, button-up shirt today and wearing it because I knew you guys would be wearing ties.
6: Yeah, it's had that effect,
4: we've noticed, you know, sometimes. Yeah.
6: We, just because we're dressing up off, like, people who, you know,
4: are at shows sometimes tend to just dress up. But I feel like that's a thing, like, you know, it's like uh, when we used to go to ska shows and we were in high, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, in high school, you oh. like, uh, I was never at a ska show. Okay, before. you bought me You bought me tickets on our, like, Sixty Scott against racism. Bup. A seven-hour show, fighting the good fight. Seven-hour show, four hundred <laughs> songs, all of them sound the same. Uh, so let's go around the round room, introduce yourselves. Pick Who me pl- up! Yeah. <laughs> Who plays what? What do you guys do? Uh, let's let's do that.
7: My name's Matt Convoy, and I play the bass. I'm Cyrus. I play drums.
6: I'm Jay. I play uh, pipes. I don't know vocals. Who who's the Don? The
7: That's our manager. He's not with us today.
6: Oh, okay. He's actually he's being held by. Customs, so he can't be, he won't be back in the country for a couple more.
4: Oh, uh, I gotcha. He's got a. I li- I thought he was in Washington today so overseeing the uh, debt ceiling crisis. Yeah. Well, he's a lot of places. He's a man around town, maybe, so. a man around town. So, um, so, uh, you guys had a fantastic show at DBA on Friday, and it's, it's, uh, it's a different type of sound because you're definitely pulling from some, some of the soul and rock and roll stuff, but then you definitely have like a lot of that. I'm gonna say hardcore punk influences as well with the the vocals and things like that. What's that look? No, we're looking at you. I'm just you're okay. making good observations. Yeah, gentlemen, are, of the immaculate. These are observations. So can you talk respond about your influences and about the sound that you're putting out because it's not like any other band. I think band hardcore punk is accidental, um, <laughs> but you know, I could I could I could
6: shave my head and do I could do a mohawk. But um, yeah, I think it's you know we it's really we're trying to do soul and we don't know how to do it. Um, and then everything else is an accident. Right. And it's like, I mean, this is like, especially the setup, you know, it's so simple with just like the bass and in you know, just the vocals and drums, it's just like a simple thing. So it kind of can, you know, the simplicity kind of makes it, you know, anything, you know, it's like, could be kind of stooges it could be right. kind of like this-y, but, you know, we're really, we want to, we want to play solo. I think we're, and as this band is very new, we're, we're learning
4: more and kind of like, you know. I mean, I definitely think a lot of soul music is based around the rhythm section and then everything else the horns, the strings, and things like that. And then the voice uh, really adds to the song. That's really where the soul of soul music comes from. <laughs> yeah.
6: And you listen to early soul, and it's like, it's a lot dirtier and kind of like, I mean, it was also the recording techniques at the time, but it's like, so maybe it sounds like more of that. Maybe we'll evolve into being more, you know, regular. I don't know. It's just, we, we, this band is an accident. And then it's a, it's a, it's a happy accident. How, how is it an accident?
7: Well, I mean, really what it was, was we all wanted to be in a band that we would want to listen to at a party.
6: And, oh, that's uh, a good place to start. I guess that's not an accident, but whatever. It, but, yeah.
7: but it was kind of an accident that we ended up trying to play soul music, but that just seemed like the best fit for what we we're trying, I think what we all kind of. We evaluated. were actually
6: at a party together. We were playing
1: soul music.
6: And they were playing soul music. We we're like, we should just play this. We should, that'd be fun, right? This summer, because we all of our other bands are kind of like, you know, like writing or doing weird things or like, I don't know, in some kind of weird. You know, we're not playing this summer, so we're like, let's just have a party band for the summer. We'll play
4: people's houses, we'll sing out of amps, we'll just whatever, you know, like. What are, what are, I think if someone had described to me party band in Brooklyn with soul music inspiration. <laughs> I would go see it, but look, let's hear. Let's, yeah, it's, en- en- enough talking about it. abstracts yeah. all right. So, so, uh, so we got the Immaculates playing live on Snacky Tunes, and uh, Check. All what's all the, right. what's the first song? It's called Hey Joe Kelly. Okay, all right, here we go. Take it away. <laughs> Uh, you are also the loudest band we've ever had on Snacky <laughs> Tunes. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, name that, that song. Like- name that song again. Now, not through the distorted microphone.
6: All right. Um, it's Hey Joe Kelly.
4: Do we, do we need a second? Have a sip of beer. Catch a breath. <laughs> yeah. I
6: mean,
4: that was great. Man takes it out of me. It does. You really. You guys got to have a, uh, an awesome live show and live performance. It's, it's very. Uh, it's very tight as they would say. It tight thank, and you. Yeah, thank you. Tight and um, so So uh, what are the plans for the rest of the summer that like you guys going on tour at all? Are you guys looking to get out in the road, eat some food, hang out with some people? Well, we have a show on Saturday at the Brooklyn Bowl. Love that place. So you're going to get some, some food Oh, they feed ready? you, yeah. I'm
6: going to get a $9 milkshake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, It's worth it. it
4: is, uh, get a $9 milkshake. I was talking to John
6: f- Dwyer, and they were, OCs were about to play there, and I was like... You got better get that nine dollar milkshake and just
4: grab it to me. But you now sh- I can have my own nine dollar milkshake. And I on. think that you should request it to uh, to drink it while playing. See what happens. That sounds awful. <laughs> I have a steak waiting for me when I got when I get off. School. Yeah, look, too bad you remember, I, I know, playing really late. Like I, I'll at put it two a.m. or something like that. that so. that's the problem with playing there is that like it's like you don't want to eat it three in the morning, but there is the answer, There is no time early enough unless it's the day before to eat your free meal at Brooklyn Bowl when you're yeah, playing. It's yeah. so, but it's so good. It is so good. I'm only, I'm only going to have like three chicken wings and I'm going to play the show.
6: Yeah, well, but it should be fun. It's like that Contora Records like late night thing.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, like
6: yeah. Kevin Barnes is DJing. Oh, really? Yeah. Saturday? Fun. Yeah. This going to be awesome. I, mean, Brooklyn,
4: I will say this about Brooklyn and We've said it on here before. We'll say it again. Um, easily one of like, the most like professional, best staff like ever, yeah. as far as like it goes, like I mean, and, and and you yes. know the venues Absolutely. that we that we all sometimes go and play and like from like run the gamut from your hole in the walls out in Bushwick to like the city. They hands down like have brought like the it's Bushwick like oh there. you f- oh you need this great oh you want this awesome. I couldn't agree more. Can yeah. I say how pumped I was to, to feel air conditioning coasting on my skin on Friday night at DBA?
7: Oh yeah, yeah, it's great, right? Air conditioning, air conditioning. Well, it's always been there. It's just a little finicky. Yeah, well, no, not always. Maybe last summer we started, but it was not, it was, like, intermittent. Now it's pretty good.
4: I mean, I've, I've had some sweaty nights, some great nights and the new state. It's, it, it's, it looks good. Thank you. Looks good. Thank you. Uh, how, so how do you, where do you guys fit into the Brooklyn scene? I know that it's so easy to get divided because you guys have, your other projects are easy, much easier to place because you're like, oh, you're in the noise rock and you're in the surf rock and you're in the blah, 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 indie rock. But well, this yeah. is um, like... Burp, burp. Uh, it's yeah. the Berber Brock. We
6: well, yeah, yeah Burnt, Burnt, Burnt. Um We uh, don't know. It's too new, but it seems to be kind of I don't know.
7: I kind of feel like we fit kind of naturally in a way because we don't sound like any of the bands that you really see a lot in like our world. But I don't know. I almost feel like everybody kind of is down because of that because it's like slightly a breath of fresh air. I hope. You know, instead of your, all right, great, this is, you know, we're really into garage rock, guys. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's I just did. a lot of the same, so I think anything that's weird or not normal maybe yeah. helps. I
4: think my favorite type of nights for parties are, like, DJs with one band, you know? Yeah. And I feel like with your guys, like, the sound you guys do, it's like you fit, you know, and, but that band is also kind of like a DJ set. Like, yeah, they have to and keep we've the energy. we have
6: done that before, and it's worked great.
4: And I, I think that, uh, you know, it's that fine line between, um, Show and party, and one band is a party, two bands are a show, and yeah. it's, it's a totally different approach to to how you're going out and like the way that people are like engaged or, or paying attention. So, I, you know, I think that you guys fit. But I, well. and I think that you guys will pair nicely with like Bakesale who's up with you, who is definitely a v- yeah. Vivian Girls esque inspired Memphis quartet. Hell
6: what yeah! Why don't we get another we song? They were great, Th-
4: those girls were great. Let's get another the song. Guitar playing.
6: Yeah. That song. Yeah. Let's do yeah, another, another song. All right. <sighs> Yeah. Sorry
4: about that. All right, so we got the Immaculates playing live on Snacky Tunes. Uh, big shout out to Zoe Shack. Happy birthday, Zoe. Here we go. Take it away. <laughs> You have the biggest smile on your face when you're drumming
7: That's because I made a
4: mistake Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Is that it? Dude, hey, uh. hey Greg, like way shady. to call him out <laughs> oh, I was like, man, he looks so happy So I, I, with mm-hmm. all that movement, I can see why you chose not to eat pizza before performance. Yeah, before yeah it's going
6: to be good after though
4: Pizza was a bad choice
6: The beer was good The beer will just loosen, loosen
4: those limbs up. Yeah, I think yeah, we have yeah. up those pipes We should go to Mason Premier later today and get some oysters and beer I mean I listened to last I was, I was running today Listening to last week's episode Because I wasn't here And I was like Dollar Oysters sounds what, did awesome you get, Did you get that off Our podcast archive? Where,
7: where are the Dollar Oysters? Uh, right uh, Okay yeah, No Mason oh, okay. Premier
4: M- does Dollar Oysters and From four and, to seven Every day And it's not just like Like those stringy oysters. Little poopy oysters It's like their menu Stringy little poopy you know, oysters You know what I'm talking about Who serves yeah, those? my brother
7: Was just at it's Some like place I think he was there And he said that
6: It's like different I've like well, few Yeah, I have been over there flavors. and I love
4: oysters. You're a big yeah. oyster fan? Yeah, what yeah. do you guys eat in this What do you guys eat in Williamsburg? What's your what's your place? Diner. Diner.
7: For, for like a nice meal? Yeah, well, diner, whatever Diner Marlowe and Sons. How about, how
4: about for like uh I'm still, hungover. Yeah,
7: when you're slumming it. Maybe Taco Chulo, Ooh, maybe best pizza. best pizza. Those
4: nachos? The nachos. the nachos. Oh, those, nachos. Yes. those nachos for the hangover cure? Oh. Pies and thighs? Come on, we're like, Come you know. One biscuit. more thing about their nachos. Their nachos have so much toppings that you have to order extra chips to get all the toppings up. Nowhere else, no. You Usually it's like yeah. a thin layer of topping and then you're like, right you're on, like yeah, yeah, what is this?
6: We actually like this place that's kind of like off the radar that we'll give love to called Patricia's. Oh, I never heard of that. It's on Broadway between Wythe and Kent. There's like a little alley right there, but it's right on Broadway. It's this old school kind of Italian place. It's newer, though. But they have a place in the Bronx, and it's like it's like family. It's like it's like New York Italian. Is it, you know? is,
4: it is it like?
6: It's, like, ziti,
4: you know? Okay.
6: Oh, it's, okay. like, so simple. Like, so,
4: oh, so, like, red sauce and checker table It's clock. simple, and it's kind of, like,
6: not hipsters, you know? So it's kind of fun. To like, you're, like, oh, I'm writing, you know, but it's, like... Oh, uh, you
4: know, I only like going to places where my server's drunker than I am, so... No, <laughs> they are drunk, but... It's, uh, yeah. like, Patrish's you know... Patricia's on Broadway Between White and... Yeah, yeah that's it's, right, it's that's dope. Right it's, like, really, every, yeah. check
6: out that, like, they have, like, some... the cal- They do this calamari where then they put it with, like, banana peppers in, like, a spicy red sauce. Like, you know, stuff like that. It's simple and kind of a, you know, more like.
4: So, I, I have a can question. Can we ask you, what's with all the burger places opening up around all of us? Do you see the new one, Burger Guru on, like, North Ace? Have you yeah.
7: ever been to Bad Burger?
4: It's really I, bad. It's Is it? Is yeah. It's, it's yeah. like Williams Burger. I mean, bad I love burger. a
6: good burger, but I feel like we have, I mean, I think Diner's Burger. And is, then
4: Dumont Burger, like.
6: I mean, those burgers are great. And actually, Robin Tea Room has a really, really good burger, yes. too.
4: Is that the one with the English Muffin?
6: What's uh, the one? No, no. no the that the English Muffin uh, is Piano's so has big. an English Muffin burger. Piano's. That one's cute. I mean, but, it's like makes pianos worthwhile. It's like. It's a place
3: on North Sixth Sweetwater. Is
6: that yes, it? Yeah. Sweetwater. That is that's that's English muffin.
4: Yeah, I just I, I love the English muffin. I burger. guess I guess I just don't understand new burger places opening up in that like you know North Eighth. It's an easy block. sell. I M- think.
7: Meanwhile, we don't really have a great uh, Indian restaurant yes. at
4: all. Oh uh, no, a place opened up on Grand. It's it, uh, it's okay. Oh, I haven't been there yet. You've been there. It's okay. It's all right. But yeah, I mean a good. Uh, like uh, a good Indian place would come in and like sweep. I've I've always like. Yeah. there's that place in North Fit that's I fine. Mean, we can open up a place called Samosas and Doses or I mean, killer <laughs> dumpling place. Yeah, killer dumpling place. A- we just got the meatball shop. That's cool. And what else I gotta go need? to
6: Flushing or over the t- bridge to get dumplings,
7: though. I don't know.
4: It's yeah, good. I mean, there's so many. I mean, the Bob Meat place was a nice addition. Yeah, Matoy. Um,
7: oh no! You're thinking of the Bon on Bedford.
4: No, yeah, and you know what? You know what's actually really Mexican food? The the one on North Seventh and Bedford. That little truck right next to the Salvation Armor. Uh, I never go there. They're Samitas. If you have if you have no plans for the rest of the day, go get, <laughs> go get a Samita. It's really awesome. I'm from California, so Mexican food is just. Different. Yeah. That that's, thoughts, uh, thoughts on Dos Toros?
6: Um, it's good.
4: It's, uh, like, it's like. Yeah. Okay. that's fine.
6: It's good. No, it's like it's like a good place in California. It's like it's the right style. Yeah, it's good. I like it, and I, I I've only eaten it once, so I can't like really like, you know,
4: fully. Well, if you come to the barbecue, this time, I like... actually like
6: that place. I really like Acapulco that. or whatever. It's like way up. No, that's not the name of it. It's like you know where Saint Vitus is? Papacito? No, 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 not that place. Do you know where Saint Vitus is? Like way yeah, up it's on it's
0: Manhattan? Yeah,
6: it's right next door to that. Mm mm. It's so good. It's like on Manhattan, like almost at the end. I mean, I'm a big fan of Culiacco, but that's its own
4: thing. Yeah, Culiacco is
7: great. Never yeah, been there. It
4: is good. They just uh. It's
7: I think like on Friday game night, game night play, they right? they uh, launched their
4: like late night menu. Oh, cool! You Great know, for uh, you know yeah. when you're hungry. So day. we're uh, we're running short on time, so we want to okay, make cool. sure we get all the uh, the Twitter handle website thing and get one more song in. Okay. So, so
6: uh, it's just theimmaculates.com. It's not really that hard. Okay. Twitter? Twitter is theimmaculates. The immaculates.
4: SoundCloud, Twitter, MySpace, I Facebook. SoundCloud I don't
7: is think immaculates. Face- I think the immaculates on Facebook is a white rap group
6: yeah we don't we don't know
7: that. it's not, but, but that's it's not, a side side, pro- side, not side side a, side side yeah. side yeah. project yeah. Um, Matt
4: puts his hair in corner
7: SoundCloud yes, is it just it is.
4: immaculate you okay know? Um, and then uh, when's the next show uh, after Brooklyn Bowl anything
7: it's I, another one at Brooklyn Bowl on in the, September
4: are oh, you guys doing a little, res- we're little lighting,
7: residency we're planning a tour right around August from no, no, Death sorry, by Audio tour, tour, to Brooklyn we're doing a 7
6: inch and a tour in October
7: And we have a show at Dead Herring we have a show at Dead Herring coming up but I don't remember the date the 30th of September
4: Awesome. Right. Well, you can get all the information there. Hey guys, it's thank you so drum. much. Thank you. Thanks for bringing yeah. this gr- drum set up and looking dapper and hanging out. And thanks to Noah Ray, did Ray my for-
7: Tie matches my drum set.
4: Oh, oh, I noticed I all your ties match. I thanks it's to No One. Accident. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you Noah think- and Ray from Mile End, uh, citywinery.com for all information for the barbecue blowout this Saturday. And guess Mile what? End? Uh, uh, Mile End's going to be there. Dos Toros Mexicu, Van Dag Kraft Craft, Mama, Mama Fuco, Punches uh, Computer Magic Ducky Mild Midnight Magic And guess what <laughs> The best part about The barbecue happening Next Saturday Is that you never have to Hear us push it again Until next summer Yeah it's, <laughs> that's actually I, I'll, I'm i excited for it But it'll be nice To take a verbal break Man, from I'm right. eating those Myelin sandwiches Every
6: Sunday Oh, they rule I know
4: uh, And also tonight uh, Punches is playing at Westway And then Thursday night We're playing at Tammany Hall With uh, French Horn Rebellion and um, Lo Do. it starts Flava Potty. the Flavor Party. The Flavor Party. I think they're going to be dancers. Actually, I'm pretty sure they uh, they sent us a flyer. and They said 12:30 surprise, and it's not. It's it, not Terry out of a cake. It's not Terry out of a cake. Right. Uh, thanks for listening. We got tunes. the boys from TV Disco on next week, and the food guest is um, Lauren Dean. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. She's great. She's a fantastic uh, television producer. All right, boys. Take. A, what's this last song called?
6: Uh, It's called that
4: sound. That sound. All right. The Immaculates on Snacky Tunes. Here we go.
3: Thank mm-hmm.